You're, you're, you're listening to the Beat Break Podcast. Remember, anything can happen today. On the Thinking Out Loud Network. Check out the Thinking Out Loud Network at thinkingoutloudnetwork.com. It's the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey and the crew. It's the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. Make sure you go follow us on all your social media at Beat Break Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Beat Break Radio. Uh, this is a special, special segment, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, we're still dealing with this coronavirus outbreak that has affected so many people around the world. It's safe to say billions now, not just only hundreds or thousands or millions, but billions of people around the world. Unless you one out of the billion that has been sleeping under the rock and you're probably waking up this morning asking yourself, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and so joining with us on the telephone lines, I had the opportunity to uh, talk to this successful woman of influence on a few shows on a few different occasions here and I wanted to have her come on the uh, program to talk about how her life has changed ever since the coronavirus outbreak began and I have on the line here is Jess the best she is always the best Jess the best <laughs> hey good morning hey good morning how are you it is good to talk to you again under these uh I guess you could say under these, uh, yeah, challenging circumstances, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As we reset our new normal. We have to reset. We we got to reset and get acclimated. And there are people that are still getting acclimated to the new normal, like you just described. So Absolutely. I, yeah. So I want to begin, of course, by asking you, how are you doing? This is what, day 12, day 14 for you? What What, what day are we at right now? I would say for me, um, I would give it a good sort of maybe, maybe a day 12. Um, Given the nature of my work working in education, we were fully aware of this about less than two weeks ago, really, of what was going to take place, of how rapidly things would progress. So I would say it's a good day 12. I've been working. you know, from home for about, I work from home, you know, five days last week and, you know, I'm in, you know, day seven of this week. Um, And given the nature again of how progressively this has really turned things over and turned things around within the way that we operate and from a work standpoint, the way we operate from a social standpoint, um, it is, it is different. It is a new normal um protocols have changed throughout the way we experience life from each sort of key um social standpoint so it's it's different it's it's interesting times i want to be clear for our listening audience you are currently quarantined yes uh, well yes i i am self-quarantining i have not been um, diagnosed with covid19 but i am doing my part to stay home, to be socially distant. Um, I do this knowing, being fully aware of what's going on in um, the medical facilities and the medical arena, knowing what's going on. Um, 
outside of my sphere. So I am at home in a way to sort of really um, participate in the circumstances in which to be safe. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier, just a few moments ago, that you work in the profession of education. And so it has not only affected you, but your coworkers and your associates oh, that you worked alongside with, and they're currently quarantined as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, um, currently, most, if not all, school districts are, you know, teleschooling and um, central office employees are teleworking. The same thing for local government. Everyone's teleworking um, by government mandate of, you know, Governor Kemp and um, Mayor Lance Bottom. So, you know, we're all doing our part to participate in social against ourselves in order to flatten the current circumstances. So just like many people who work in the industry that you work in or outside of the industry, they got the notice, email or memo, letting all officials uh, and employees know that, hey, everybody's going to be working on uh, working from home. They're going to be quarantined. Uh, they're going to be doing a series of teleworking or people would have unfortunately been laid off. Uh, but for you, of course, you're currently teleworking. How did you prepare for all of this? Nobody didn't see this type of thing coming. Uh, but how did you prepare for this as an educator? Well, I think, again, it's important to to state how rapidly things turned around really quickly given um, the circumstances, I think no one, re- well, I'm not going to say no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, I think we didn't anticipate how quickly um, we would need to react and to get into gear, get into gear. Um, but given the circumstances, what I honestly say is as fast as we had to turn this over and turn this around into a new cadence of what, you know, education will look like, what teleworking would look like, given that we, didn't know that this, you know, foresee this to happen under, you know, we didn't have enough time for like a true transition. Uh, I think we turned this over. I'm kind of proud of us how well, you know, we've been doing this um, given the circumstances and given how fast we had to turn this over. Um, it was quite rapidly in, um, I think we were also fully equipped with technology. Uh, we have technology within video conferencing and all these sort of, you know, go-to meetings from Skype to Zoom to all these different sort of portals and capabilities. We were fully equipped with these in our, you know, I guess you can say working backpack already. So now it was just the capacity in which we're using them, right? Um, Because essentially when you work in a building and you work with people, you tend to use the phone, you tend to, you know, actually go see them. So now that um, we're in a Covering circumstance where that cannot be the case, we are sort of really forced to use these other portals that we actually already have, and now we have to use them optimally. So while the transition came with a few um, rumbles, tumbles, and bumbles, um, bumps, I think we were able to sort of like do this in a way and adapt to it faster than I think we could have ever imagined because we had no choice. Mm-hmm. So your team is pretty much the opposite of my team currently. We spoke a little bit about it offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in some places, uh, especially in corporate America, 
there are uh, practices where in these type of situations and events, you have to take the necessary measures to prepare yourself for the worst. Uh, and we so heavily rely on technology on a day to day basis because that's the age that we currently living in, in the mm-hmm. digital age right now. Uh, and from my understanding, you have a daughter, of course, um, who is 12 years old, right? Yes. Yeah, she's 12. And so homeschooling has been, how has homeschooling <laughs> been for her over the past few days? How, how, how has it been for her over the past few days? I think for her, it's it's been fine. I think from her perspective, it's been fine. For me, it's been a challenge. Um and I'll say, like, I had a, a sheer, you know, unapologetic appreciation for her teachers before. And now I'm just in complete awe and wonderment of who <laughs> they are um, at this point. Um, I think her transition has been easier than it has been for mine. I think for us, it's been getting a transition of a true schedule and putting in a cadence of, you know, what type of where she can really reach out to get support because you know we we know that the teachers are also online and they're available to you know answer emails from the kids and that sort of thing and i think because you know i'm the adult that's there it's just more along the lines of like oh mom this mom that and you know it's hard for me to find a groove to find that balance because it's like oh hey this isn't the same as you know homework because i'm working at the same time that she is it's making sure she understands how to leverage the support of, you know, reaching out to her teachers who are also available online and waiting to respond to her Um, and knowing that, okay, when I can stop and really sort of focus on her, um, I can do that. But I think that's been probably our biggest challenge of setting some boundaries around um, when I'm working, when she's working and how do we do that in tandem and offer, you know, her support when she needs we're going to take a break for a moment. Just the best on the line right here on the Be Break Morning Show. Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. And I want to continue on the conversation after we come back from the break. Uh, there's one or two more questions I want to ask you before we let you go. And one of them pertains to the well-being uh, of you as an individual and as a, as a single mother during these times of having to be quarantined uh, from the coronavirus itself. How has that affected you mentally spiritually financially and emotionally we're going to break down all those layers in just a few moments do you have time to stick around for just a few moments or so yeah of course all right awesome just the best on the telephone lines with sean garvey talking about all things considered coronavirus outbreak and how it has affected your lifestyle during these crazy, crazy times. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, these are some crazy, crazy times. Stay tuned. We got more right here on the Beat Break Morning Show and the Beat Break Podcast. Of course, I Twitter myself. If you want to follow the crew everywhere they go, follow them on Twitter.com slash Beat Break Radio. Are you looking for a state-of-the-art studio to produce your next amazing podcast? Don't look any further. Come to Wayward Studios where we specialize in recording audio, visual content, editing, 
pre- and post-production services. Wadework Studios is a place to help take your podcast to the next level. For more information and to book your podcast session, call the office at 678-458-1951 or send an email to wadeworkstudios at yahoo.com. Wadework Studios, wake up in your dreams. It's the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey and the crew. It's the Beat Break Morning Show, the Beat Break Podcast. Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies on the phone lines with me this morning is just the best. She is an educator who is still getting used to quarantine life during this coronavirus outbreak. And so uh, just the best. Before we went to break, I, I asked you a question regarding how the coronavirus outbreak has changed your life drastically um, in your life. And the things that I broke down were emotionally, uh, mentally, spiritually, uh, physically, even financially. Let's add that to the list of uh, those different things there. So let's break all them down uh, either one by one, one at a time. It doesn't matter. How has this affected you mentally first? Mentally, I think, so I think there's almost no way to completely prepare for uh, outbreak mentally um, other than information, right? So being aware, knowing your facts, um, understanding sort of um, how you receive portals of information and finding information that you can trust in live time. So I think that's the first way to sort of um, mentally prepare. Um, for me, I've been, you know, going to the Johns Hopkins website, using their um, coronavirus map to track information. I've been staying up to date, you know, watching press conferences from, you know, um, the president, from the governor, from the mayor. So that's one of the ways that I can say that I've mentally been preparing, you know, transferring those conversations as it's translating to work, getting information from, you know, my daughter's school district. So that's one of the ways to sort of mentally prepare, getting real information in real time um, and being able to sort of, you know, adjust your behavior and adjust both the way that you think you feel you act to the information that you're being you're receiving mm -hmm. so another way to sort of mentally prepare is also um, building your own resilience and considering mindful practices of how the information you are receiving how is it affecting your actions how is it affecting the way you think your cognitive behaviors and um, the things you're doing how are you being mindful of how it's making you feel Right. So then that mental preparation turns into more of an emotional and psychological prep right. um, because you got to keep your feelings in check. You got to, you know, really go through the motions of your anxiety and allow themselves to manifest so you can address them in real time. I think one of the biggest ways to help yourself is to not sort of hold back what you're feeling. If you're feeling these, you know, emotions of fear, if you're feeling these emotions of anxiety, if you're feeling the emotions of uncertainty, um, go through the motions of them. Let them sort of express themselves and manifest them, themselves in ways that way you can sort of address them as they come. Um, during moments like this with a pandemic and an outbreak, you know, you feel those feelings of vulnerability. 
you feel those feelings of fear, um, of uncertainty, it's best to sort of allow them to come, um, discuss them, and then address them the best way that you can, that way you can build your resilience for when they come again, because they surely will. So I think that's one of the ways that I've been emotionally preparing as that sort of transitions into that arena. I think um, with physical preparation where you're practicing social distancing, mm-hmm. but then you're being mindful of going to the grocery stores to get, you know, what you need. And you are, um, grocery stores are now, you know, rationing and they have curfews. So you're adjusting to these new timetables. You're adjusting to, you You have to adapt to what's available and what's not. You know, you're not going to find everything you're looking for. Paper products aren't what it used to be. Produce isn't what it used to be. So you have to adapt to these new challenges and um, find resources in other places. You have to be willing to go to maybe two or three stores when you could find everything you needed in one. You have to really take a certain level of um, change and adaptiveness that is new. So that's a sort of new preparation and new sort of experience that you're going through. And those can bring out feelings of frustration, feelings of resentment, feelings of like, oh, you know, anger. Mm-hmm. Again, go through those motions as they come and address them in real time. Come up with breathing exercises, calming exercises. Mm-hmm. Um but sort of express them in healthy and productive ways. That way you can sort of move through them and they won't be as sort of impactful the next time that they rush through your body and they rush through your mind and they they sort of resonate within who you are. They don't have to be who you are, but you can feel those things and you'll be able to have um, more of a self-management practices as you're feeling them. Mm-hmm. Um, things with when it comes to social distancing, I always have been jokingly saying how, you know, we're currently living in an extrovert's nightmare because, <laughs> you know, extroverts need and they gain their energy from being around people and being able to sort of cultivate those relationships and, you know, cultivate that time that you spend with others. But, you know, we live in current circumstances where that's not allowed. It's, it's, it's not, not only is it not allowed, it's really sort of strongly, you know, disencouraged. Like, please don't do that uh, for safety reasons. So, you know, what does an extrovert do in order to adjust to these new practices and these new governances? You have to be resourceful. You know, people are virtually going online and they're doing video conferencing and they're calling people, they're FaceTiming. So it's it's a different arena. Mm-hmm. Um that's calling for a different level of adaptability that, you know, everyone's going to have to pull from inside themselves. Mm. Great points there. Great points. I want to piggyback a little bit on social distancing and call me crazy, but I never heard the terms social distancing before in my entire life. Uh, I mean, what is a world without being social or, having to be social with other people and and not being able to shake hands uh, with other people, especially in a business environment or not being able to hug your loved ones. I, I mean, I just cannot imagine not being able to be social uh, with people. I mean, you can still 
be social by way of verbal communication and, and talking, mm-hmm. but not being able to shake hands and, and uh, hold hands during prayer or not being able to hug your loved ones, like I just mentioned. I mean, and, and like they said, this could take months before we can get out of this. Uh, like, how how can you manage that? I know you spoke about um, keeping your sanity intact, but imagine going through months without being physically social with other people how how do you how can you manage that and and what is your advice to other people that face that kind of uh that that kind of thing oh that's a tough one that's a that's a that's a very tough one i think it's always, it's going to be difficult for everybody because it's not the nature of the way our culture sort of resonates and exists um even though we live in a digital age where before it wouldn't be you know unheard of to go into a coffee shop that's built on social connection to find two people sitting at a table on their phone right mm-hmm. you know not making eye contact not making any physical contact but yet they're sharing a cup of coffee together um so i think it's not going to be that difficult of a transition it's just going to be really amplified where I think people will begin to rely on technology even heavier than we were before because we have no choice, right? We aren't given those opportunities where we can trust being and experiences currently, you know, um, within large crowds of each other. So I think a lot of dynamics are going to change, especially given um, the circumstances of those venues and those outlets where people were in large crowds together from concerts to sporting events to um, sort of like bars and things like that where people actually have the opportunity to do those things. Now that we're governed to, you know, you have to be in a space with less than 10 people where you have no choice. People are going to have to get creative yeah, um, and find new ways to really sort of interact and engage with each other, which I know that we will be able to do as a culture and as a society because, um, you know, we have millions of creative thinkers out there. So I don't put it past um, us that, you know, we will maneuver through this, but it will just be uh, much more, you know, resourceful and creatively. Mm. Now, really quick, I know you got to go in just a few moments, but once we come out of this funk of uh, of experiencing this type of outbreak, once we come out of it, what are the first three things that you will do once you come out of quarantine mode? Oh, man, that's a tough question. With Oh, gosh. what is So I guess I would start with the things that I miss. Um, I miss going to uh, tailgate for sporting events, so I definitely look forward to doing that again. Um, I miss going to the movies, which is crazy to think how much you can say, like, oh, you enjoy movies at home, but I actually miss the experience of sitting in a theater and going to the movies. Um, mm-hmm. And I miss going to a coffee shop. I used to actually do that on the weekend, even though, you know, I have Wi-Fi at the house. I actually love the engagement of going to a coffee shop and sitting around and, you know, I could easily potentially spark up a conversation with a stranger and I miss that. So I do look forward to, you know, those things like a tailgate and um, sitting at a coffee shop and going to the movies. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we all miss that. 
And we're looking forward to seeing all those things again once we come out of this quarantine mode. So we really appreciate the time that you spent with us right here on the Beat Break Morning Show to give us and our listeners your thoughts on the quarantine uh, situation with the coronavirus outbreak. And, uh, you know, we we just got to stay positive and keep the faith and also in the midst of things, help other people that are not able to help themselves uh, because we still have those um, that are either less fortunate or not or, or that do not have the same ability that we have. We cannot forget the elderly, the elder folks um, that are 65 and above um, that may not be able to take care of themselves. So they still need us to help them throughout this crisis. Uh, so we really appreciate you again for calling in and expressing your thoughts and um, hope you continue to have a great time <laughs> being quarantined or, you know, uh, just, just make the best out of it in this situation. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. This is great. All right. Just the best ladies and gentlemen, right here on the <laughs> beat break morning show. Uh, stay tuned. This is the special edition of the beat break morning show. As we talk about all things considered coronavirus, you may have questions and you may have answers, suggestions, and we just want to hear your feedback. You can post your comments at our uh, Facebook page or on my personal page at Sean Garvey and follow us on all social media at beat break radio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at beat break radio. We got more right here on the beat break morning show. Watch exclusive, watch, exclusive watch exclusive videos of celebrity interviews and more on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're, you're, you're listening to the Beat Break Podcast. Remember, anything can happen today. On the Thinking Out Loud Network. Check out the Thinking Out Loud Network at ThinkingOutLoudNetwork.com.